letter to Wormwood, his student writes that one of the best ways to keep the human clients under their evil sway is to keep tempting them with the word mine. Satan loves to tyrannize us with that word. That one little word, that one little idea keeps us in bondage. My body is mine. My time is mine. My life is mine. So let's apply that to what we see in the story of Jesus as we read from Luke. And isn't mine actually the operating word in the upper room? One would betray him, Jesus announced. Who could do such a thing? Is it because Judas was tempted to believe that the Messiah was his to fashion? He sold the Messiah for 30 shekels of silver because the Messiah wasn't doing what he had hoped for. The Messiah wasn't fulfilling the job description that Judas had created. And how often haven't we acted like Judas? There were certain things we've always assumed about God, and we've been greatly disappointed that he hasn't met our expectations. He didn't answer my prayer. And in all these disappointments, we're now tempted to betray him. We remember him for what he didn't do how he had left uncompleted our agenda for him. The tyranny of mine, my God, God is my possession, a God who's supposed to do what I want him to do, finally a disappointing God. One betrayed for 30 pieces of of silver or at least betrayed with righteous indignation or lifelong distant Uh, lifelong disappointment or, or distant apathy. Wasn't the word mine also operating in the Garden of Gethsemane when the disciples fell asleep on him? All he requested of them was that he give them, they give him their time and energy, their prayers. But they were tired. Their time was their own, and they choose to keep it for themselves. They used it for sleep rather than giving it away in prayer to Jesus. And have we acted like those disciples? We whine when God makes claims upon us. People once asked Jesus what must be done, and he responded what man is to do is to love God with their whole heart, with their whole soul, with their whole mind, with their whole strength. My mind, my soul, my heart, my strength, it's mine. All of it, all of it, give it to God. The tyranny of life, of mine, my life, my time, my dollars, my choices, my body, and God squeezes into whatever's left. One more look at our gospel lesson, Gethsemane. Jesus prays there, doesn't he, for another way out? Is there no other way? You won't find the word mine in that prayer. Is there not another way to redeem these people who, from thinking that all is theirs? Is there not another way to redeem these people and make them mine? 
He never says, my will be done. He always says to the Father, thy will be done. Jesus understood that this plan of salvation was not his. It was the Father's. He was following the Father's will willingly. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, was doing this. And how dare we act in a way that even the second person of the Trinity wouldn't act. Jesus gave everything, everything. We don't own anything. Nothing is mine and nothing is yours. Except it is. All is yours. We now receive what he gives. And he gives us all things even the inheritance of heaven. After Jesus gave up his will and all things to the Father, and then even committed his spirit to the Father and was buried, the Father raised him from the dead. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, and all things and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And he gives it to all who live in him now. And we live in him. We've been given all things. Jesus himself. We lose our life to find that life. Jesus himself. Praise be to him. Amen.